Welcome to Salem the Podcast. We are your hosts and favorite Salem tour guides. My name is Sarah Black. And I'm Jeffrey Lilly. And today we are returning to you with our part two discussion about descendants featuring stories from listeners. Ta-da! So last week we talked about descendants, obviously, but like uh, uh, famous actors, actresses, or historical figures and things like that. But they're cool, but listeners are cooler. Thank you to all of those who wrote in. We have been eagerly waiting for this moment, so we hope you enjoy. But first, a couple quick notes. Ah, yes. Remember, we've got live show number two coming up. Live show. So if you missed the mini minisode, minisode. Oh, wait. Hold on. She's hitting buttons. Whoa. <laughs> live <laughs> show. Ta-da. Yeah, so if you missed the minisode drop uh, a couple days ago with the uh, human remains update. And <laughs> you know what? That actually, it kind of fits together, doesn't it? It does. It does. It fits so well. <laughs> I did how could I not think of that until just now? I don't know. Very fitting. Yeah. So our live we're show. S- we're so cunning. Right? We, we planned the whole, we planned it with the with the feds to arrest these. Anyway, go back, uh, check out the uh, mini-sode update. But just for those of you who missed that, or if you want another reminder, our live show is July 11th. 6.30 to 9.30 at Deal Marcus. That is 11 Central Street in Salem. And just a reminder, that is a bullfinch building, if anyone likes architecture. Oh, I like architecture. <laughs> um, Sitting right across from a McIntyre building. Oh. Um, like, uh, yeah, kitty corner, sure, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Close enough, dude. Actually, speaking of, of uh, McIntyre. Yes, if you haven't caught our little mini update, you'll be able to meet a McIntyre yes. at our live show, along with a Mr. Elias Haskett Derby and Nathaniel Hawthorne. We are uh, having some of our friends come in and do a little burlesque for you guys uh, in historical reenactment, which of course Sarah's a, a huge fan of. I'm um. so I can't even. I don't. I don't have words. Don't have words. So we've got that, and of course the the show itself on the oddities uh, of the PEM, some of the weirder fun stuff over there. Uh, so go to our website. Soundthepodcast.com. You can also head over to our Instagram and just follow that link in the bio. Should take you right there. And buy some tickets and look forward to hanging out with us, listening to us talk about weird stuff, and watching some ladies perform. Can't wait. Do we have any tour stuff? My, my tour time actually ties into this. Sure. So, you know, I could just do, do you have a tour? I could do a tour time and then jump right into Descendants because it is a Descendant tour time. Hmm, let me see. I feel like things did happen. Oh, shout out to Kim. Big shout out to Kim. Didn't catch her last name, but uh, I had known that they were listeners because, you know, you can fill in the little thing Mm -hmm. when you're booking. I didn't say anything at first. I usually wait till the end to mention the podcast and they didn't say anything either, which was kind of, you know, usually people mention it right when they come up. Um, But then at the end, that's when she came forward and was like, I'm a huge fan. And it obviously it makes us look good in front of the other <laughs> participants. So thank you for that, Kim. Um, but it was such an it's always it always feels like such an honor to meet people that are really invested. Mm-hmm. She's like, I've been listening for months now. I write down all the recommendations. I go back and try to like pick out other recommendations that I haven't done yet. Uh, she was there with three generations. So it was her, her daughter and her granddaughter. She said that she had taken her daughter to Salem when she was 10. Now her granddaughter was 10. So they did a family trip and it was just, oh, it was so Cool. It's and cute. I love that. So great to meet you, Kim. Uh, thank you again for being such an awesome supporter. Thank you. Speaking of supporters, shout out to the guys who yelled at me out the car window. I love when that happens. I, I don't know who you it's are. It's so bizarre. But you're like, like, Jeff, love the show. And I was like, thanks. From afar. Yeah. So uh, love all the listeners. You guys are wonderful. But my tour time, like I said, has to do with descendants. So I'll just open up with, I had a descendant on my tour the other day. How coincidental. Literally, I was like, oh, I'm literally talking about this. Not right now. Um, unfortunately. Actually, yes, right now. But right now, right now. But yeah. not right now, right now when I was talking to of her. Of course. Yes. Unfortunately, uh, it was just her. Uh, her grandmother and mother were in town as well. But they, she took my night tour. And um, 
I guess her mother is uh, very religious and her grandmother didn't want to be too scared. And I was like, it's not, not, I mean, some people take that stuff super seriously. Like I remember watching ghost hunters once and I started crying. I was so scared. It's possible. No, no doubt. But I was like, oh man. And then we're walking. She's like, yeah, Uh, she's from Texas um, or originally, originally Texas, then Pennsylvania, then Texas again. I can't quite remember, but they came up here to do a little New England trip uh, because they can trace their ancestry back to the Mayflower and as well to Rebecca Nurse. Did she say how they found out? Uh, They just did the ancestry. And it just came up. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Which is is super cool. So unfortunately, I didn't have three descendants, which would have been really cool. You have the daughter, the mother, and the and then so that you'd have, have been, three generations yeah, of descendants. What about the twelfth, as we recall? Oh my god, the twelfth oh. great granddaughter, the eleventh great granddaughter, and the tenth great granddaughter, right? Oh, uh, so I was like, man, I was like a little disappointed because that would have been super cool. Yeah, uh, but it was just her, and she was really excited. They they checked out the memorial, they checked out the homestead, uh, so they they came to like like do that. Wow, which was pretty neat. How cool! Yeah, yeah. That's so weird that that happened to come up in between right? the two episodes. And, and like I think we talked about last week, I don't normally ask or talk about it. So like all of a sudden. Did she, was she the one that mentioned yeah, yeah, it? Yeah, she mentioned it. I think because I was like, you know, where are you coming from? What, what, how long you been here? Mm-hmm. You know, your typical, you know, uh, uh, pleasantries. Uh, she's like, oh, I'm from Texas. We came up here because I'm a descendant of Rebecca Nurse. I was like, what? No way. The odds. Right? I love it. It was pr- pretty cool. So that's that's my tour time and descendant story. What? All in one. Nailed it. Speaking of descendants, let's head into our other stories today. Where do you want to start? Hmm, I think I'm going to start with Michaela Whipple's story titled Direct Descendants of Salem, quote, Witches and Accusers. I love that she put witches in quotes. She gets it. She knows. Hello, Sarah and Jeff. Let me start off by saying how much I love your podcast. Thank you. What up? Thank you. Your banter is fun, and I appreciate how you always tell the real truth about the witch trials. Heck yeah. We try. I hear you talking a lot about descendants and how... You love to hear their story and how they're connected. So I figured I would share my wild story. I forgot. This actually came in back all the way back in September 2022. So I don't think we had even announced having a Descendant episode. Oh, they just wanted to share? This person just wanted to share, which much appreciation. We love hearing this stuff. My name is Michaela Whipple, and I am from, oh, I hope I get this right, Massillon. Ohio. Ooh, Ohio. I have had a long history with experiencing the most incredible coincidences in my life, one of my favorite being my first trip to Salem. I have always been drawn to Salem, and one day in 2017, I had a sudden urge to just go on a whim. I didn't know why, but I needed to be there. She was calling me. I feel like a lot of people feel that way about Salem, just calls to you. I made a list of the must-see historical sites, and within two weeks, my best friend and I were on the road for a 12-hour trip to Salem. Oh, oh, oh. That's a rough one. Ouch. One place I was obsessed with was the Rebecca Nurse Homestead. We stopped there, but they weren't open. Mm. We walked around as much as we could, and I just felt so deeply connected to the land. While walking the town, of course I thought it was beautiful, but I couldn't help but feel this overwhelming, heavy feeling. Couldn't snap out of it. Fast forward, a few weeks after I returned back to Ohio, I randomly downloaded Ancestry and began my tree building process. Before then, I knew nothing of my family tree. I went down the longest rabbit hole of my life, just connecting the branches to my past. Now, remember, we just talked about how many... Mm -hmm great-great-great-great-grandparents we all have, now, like, ancestry takes on a whole different meaning. You could spend hours trying to trace each one of those branches. Like your dad. Exactly. Oh, he literally spends (laughs) hours on that thing. 
It was thrilling and I fell in love with it. Years later, and I have made it into a... Whoa, this is so cool. Years later, I've made it into a side hustle where I build family trees for others. Oh. I want to share with you the insane connections that I made while piecing mine together. I think you will get a kick out of it, truly. She said, I'm sorry this is so long already, but hey, it's fun, yeah? It is. Never apologize for length. Okay. Takes deep breath. So basically, my ancestry journey began with me digging into my Whipple side with my father, Joseph Whipple. I feel like that's a very familiar name. Like, I feel like I've heard the name Whipple before. I knew absolutely nothing about them, but it just so turned out, but it just turned out the elementary school I attended, Whipple Elementary, was quite literally named after my family. And I was playing on my ancestors' farm at recess every day, climbing inside the very tractor tires left behind by my ancestors. Oh, that's kind of neat. I didn't know any of this until my mid-20s. My Whipple ancestors were one of the first families in Canton, Ohio. So cool. But this led me to wonder where they were before Ohio. Mm-hmm. Well, Massachusetts, of course. You, Of course. <laughs> you may have heard the last name Whipple because of the John Whipple house in Ipswich. Okay, this makes sense. He is my 11th great uncle. Once I connected those dots, it just spiraled out of control. My ninth great-grandmother is, and she put Mercy Eastie. I'm wondering if she, she meant Mary Eastie or perhaps... Is there a daughter? If there is a daughter of Mary. Sure, or a granddaughter. Yeah, possibly. So, But regardless, mm-hmm. connected to the Eastie, Eastie family, which would make Rebecca Nurse my 10th great-grand-aunt. Now we have the kicker. My first cousin, 10 times removed, uh, and if anyone needs a refresher on what the removed means, head back to our previous episode, (laughs) because I think we did a good job covering it. My first cousin, 10th removed, is Ruth Whipple Putnam, who is the daughter of Joseph D. Hawkins Whipple of Ipswich. She married Seth Putnam, who is the son of Sergeant Thomas Putnam Jr. So this is like... The Thomas Mm -hmm. Putnam. Not only am I related to the accused, but I am also descended from the accusers. I don't find this super weird because I'm sure the dating pool wasn't huge back then, but nonetheless, very interesting. Yeah, I mean, they all married each other, so. You had to marry someone. Had to marry someone. I have been back to Salem a second time and still didn't get a chance to go inside the Rebecca Nurse homestead because they were closed, but I know the day that I do finally get to step foot inside, it will be magical. Always trust your gut instinct and follow those little voices that tell you where you're supposed to be. If I hadn't done that, probably wouldn't have gotten to learn so much about who or what made me into who I am today. Thanks for reading. If you got this far, Michaela Whipple. I just got chills. Oh, very cool. That was so cool. That's so crazy to learn that your your elementary school is named after your family. I feel like I would totally geek out about that and probably like text everyone <laughs> that I went to school with like, hey. Did you know? Did you know? Because like you probably thought it as a kid, right? Like, Right. It has the same name as you. Yeah. But then if parents were like, oh, no, no, it's not. You're like, you just take that at face value. Yeah. And then you're like, oh. Wait, it was? Yeah. That would be kind of cool. So interesting. So, uh, can I jump on to Megan Fry? I was literally going to tell you to do that one. (laughs) Megan Fry, I think we got up next. So, good morning, Jeffrey and Sarah. Oh, wait. I do want to throw in the title to the um, email because it made me laugh. Oh, I didn't copy that. Descendants. Holy cow. (laughs) With an explanation point. (laughs) Holy cow indeed. Yes. Good morning, Jeffrey and Sarah. Good morning, Megan. I put that in. She didn't she didn't write that. Good morning, Megan. There we go. So glad I found your podcast. I've been working on family genealogy for about a year now, more in depth in the last few months. 
I started with my hubby's first and never realized his history would be so interesting. Several first founders, some lords and ladies, and even a king or queen or two. Or two. Look at that. And congratulations on the royal bloodline. I would say, though, that the most interesting of late has been finding all the ties to Essex County and the Salem Witch Trials. Some are closer relatives and some are a bit removed, but it's been fun to research them all, and all my scrapbooking self has already put together a large scrapbook with all the details. Oh, that's cool. Imagine, so, like, sorry to cut you off, but someone comes over and is like, hey, you want to see my scrapbook about the <laughs> witch trial descendants? <laughs> so, remember when we were talking uh, last episode about the how you could be related to multiple and you could have a great aunt and a great grandmother that's all within the trials? Yes. I think this is a perfect example of that. I'm just going to go ahead and read this. And confuse everyone. Okay, here we go. So these are the connections. Mary Osgood, accused, eighth great grandmother. Eunice Fry, accused, seventh great grand aunt. Mary Bridges, accused, seventh great grand aunt. Mary Bridges Jr., accused, first cousin, eight times removed. Sarah Bridges, accused, first cousin, eight times removed as well. Sarah Cloyce, accused, seventh times great grand aunt. Susanna, Susanna, Mary, and Hannah Bridges, all stepdaughters of seventh great granduncle. Rebecca Nurse, sister of the seventh great grand aunt. Mary Eastie, also sister of the seventh great grand aunt, which of course is uh, Sarah Cloyce. And Mary Parker, mother in law of the six times great grand aunt. <sighs> oh, there's one more. Yeah, I know, I know. So that's all of the accused. Uh, and some victims of the trial. So she's related uh, from all of them. But then on top of that, we also have Judge Bartholomew Gedney, eighth time great grand uncle. So not only is there a litany of accused and uh, innocent victims, we're also going to throw a judge in there for, for good measure. Just like the previous one. Yeah. You got people on both sides. Uh, and then she goes on to say, I'm kind of afraid to dig any further. I would be too. Because <laughs> I feel like if you've got that many, you can still keep going. Yeah. Uh, the Salem and Danvers area is on our adventure list for next year. She can't wait. It's a bit of a distance from western Wisconsin. Not only do we have to book a day or two in Salem, but we have several towns in the area to visit. Uh, Newark, New Jersey, Newbury, Mass, Freeburg, Maine, Hartford, Connecticut, I absolutely love your podcast. I'm looking forward to hearing more and someday meeting you in person. Blessings, Megan Fry. Oh, thank you, Megan. That's a that's a lot. So I think looking at that list, we've got Sarah Cloyce is like the center and it all sort of branches out from there. Yeah, yeah. All right, next story. Really enjoy the podcast. Not sure if you're still collecting stories about descendants of the accused, but I am one. A few years ago, I started researching my family tree. I discovered that one of my 10 great-grandmothers, Sarah Cloyce. So that means Rob and Megan are... Related (laughs) in some way. I discovered that Sarah Cloyce, along with her two sisters, Rebecca Nurse and Mary Esty, was one of the accused witches during the hysteria in Salem, Mass. We visited Salem last October, before I found your podcast, on our New England tour. We were just talking about that. Everyone wants a New England tour. I always tell people, if you swing through Salem for like an afternoon, that's not enough time. You're going to want to come back. We had our two dogs with us, so we couldn't do a, quote, official tour. We, um, FYI, a lot of the tours are dog-friendly. I'll take dogs on my tour. Every day. I yeah. love them. Yeah. We stopped at the Witch's Memorial, and for whatever reason, our dog, Ivy, rested her head on Rebecca's bench. Oh. Very touching and sobering moment. Thanks for the great work. Rob. Wow. And they included a little picture of the dog, Ivy, resting their head on Rebecca Nurse's stone. Aww. Can you imagine if you were like walking through yeah, and they just dog just stops? You find out that like you are connected to that person. Mm-hmm. Wow. Kind of eerie. Next we have Mary McPherson. Hello. Hello, Mary. 
I'll start by saying I really enjoy your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It's one of my top choices to listen to. You're too kind. Genuinely. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your post on Instagram about doing an episode on Descendants, and I've always been interested in the history of Salem, and I've always wanted to travel there. So in building a family tree on Ancestry, I was very interested to see that I had ancestors that lived near Salem. Upon further reading, I found that I'm a direct descendant of Samuel Wardwell. Samuel Wardwell. I've met a couple of his descendants before. You should start getting like a tally. Yeah. I, I've been thinking about it. I <laughs> wish I would. <gasps> Do you remember those um, big maps that, remember when the quarters started coming out and yeah, they were like yeah, specifically yeah. attuned to the states and mm -hmm. you would like get a quarter and fill it in? Can we like get a family tree of all these, or like a list of all these, start filling them in? Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll think of something. I was also thinking, like, if you 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 ask someone and you're like Samuel Ward, and you're like, oh my god, oh. and you just like pull you pull out a little little book and write it down. You're like, and that's another for Samuel Wardwell, <laughs> and it's like put the book away. They're like, what? You're like, don't worry about it. Yeah, no, I'm gonna start doing that. That's hilarious. Um, I wasn't sure who that was at first, but when I read his bio and looked up his name online, I was shocked to find that he was executed in the Salem witch trials. I also decided that I had to finally take a trip to Salem to pay my respects at the memorial. I felt a connection to him because he died because of religious oppression and mass hysteria. And while I was in Salem, I felt a feeling of acceptance and individuality in the air. Not to sound cheesy, but I felt grateful to know that I could be myself in the same town where my ancestor was killed for seeming different. It was a very strange feeling, a mixture of pride, gratitude, and sadness, while simultaneously having a really fun time and exploring the city and learning about the history. Also, I traveled to Salem to celebrate my boyfriend's birthday, and his last name is... Bishop. <laughs> what? Ah. He completely forgot about Bridget Bishop until he saw her spot the memorial. Anyways, I love the podcast, and there's my long story about my ancestor. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, Mary, it wasn't that long. So I wonder if the boyfriend is related to Bridget Bishop. Possible. Very cool. I love that she brought up that whole transition from, you know, people being persecuted mm, to Salem mm -hmm. being an accepting place. I think we talked about that a lot on the recent Tiki interview yeah. with uh, Karen and Scott. All right. Next, we've got a submission from Katie Rosado. Hi, Sarah and Jeffrey. Or should I say, howdy, neighbors. <laughs> Hello. <coughs> howdy. She is from Florida. <laughs> Did they say howdy? In I guess they must. Last year, I realized that I really didn't know much about my family history at all. So I sat down with my parents to go over some genealogy papers that my great aunt did back in the 70s. God bless her for doing this work pre-internet. You know, my grandma had someone in her family do it. Have you seen those books? Mm -hmm. They're insane. I can't believe people managed before Ancestry.com. One of the first things that caught my eye was my ninth great-grandmother, named Rachel Cook, lived in Salem in the 1600s. My attention was captured, and I decided to dive headfirst into my genealogy. I have since learned that my lineage contains just about every type of person involved in the Salem Witch Trials. Accusers, defenders, afflicted, the accused, a judge, and even the executed, and on so many different branches of my tree. So, in order to keep what could easily become an extremely long email as short as I can, I'm going to bullet point all of my notable relatives. Can I, can I also say I think this is the longest email, so... I think so. But hey, you know, I'm not going to. No, no. You submit whatever you want, guys. Plus, I love her story because she lives here now mm -hmm. and she didn't find out until after she moved here the, the direct connections to the trials. First, I learned that my ninth great grandmother on my father's side is Elizabeth Howe. Okay who was executed for witchcraft along with Rebecca Nurse, Susanna Martin, Sarah Good, and Sarah Wilds on July 19th. Got what a date. I know. She's so well, yeah. well put together here. What is so interesting is I wouldn't have even realized she was in my family tree without knowing the history, as she was listed with her maiden name, 
Jackson. I only connected the dots because of my knowledge of the trials and saw her husband's last name was Howe. I have discovered that Elizabeth was a kind and selfless woman, and I am honored to be her descendant. Now, are you ready for this? Are you ready, Jeffrey? I'm ready. Ready? On my mother's side, my 10th great-grandparents were Joseph and Mary Noelton, who were neighbors with Elizabeth and testified on her behalf. Okay, I thought she was going to say testified against her. Mm -hmm. You can read the transcript here, and she linked it for us. But to summarize, Samuel Purley warned them that Elizabeth had poor character, but after Joseph and Mary got to know her, they testified she would deny herself to do a neighbor a good turn, and also I have known her to be faithful in her word and honest in her dealings as far as I ever saw. So my 10th great-grandparents on my mother's side defended my 9th great-grandmother on my father's side. We are from Florida, and I had no idea my mother's side even had any connections to New England whatsoever. Bizarre. Cool. The first person I mentioned, my ninth great-grandmother, Rachel Cook, was never personally involved in the trials, but I think the Cook family shows how just about everyone in town knew people who were involved. Mm -hmm. Rachel's nephew was John Cook, who accused Bridget Bishop who, by the way, was only 18, and the story he told that apparently confirms she is a witch was from when he was 12. Again, why are we trusting the testimony of children? I will never understand. I love her commentary on this. He stated he saw her stand in the chamber by the window, and she looked on me and grinned on me and presently struck me on the side of the head, which did very much hurt me. Sounds like the typical witch complaint. But that was a physical assault. That was a physical assault. But I think spectral. I think he's referring to her spectral form. Oh, is he? Okay. Most likely. I saw her again the same day, which was the Sabbath day, about noon, walk across the room, and having at the time an apple in my hand, it flew <gasps> out of my hand into my mother's lap, who... <laughs> Oh, who sat. Yeah. Who sat six or eight foot distance from me, and then she disappeared. So, spectral stuff. That one's definitely spectral. The the first one just sounded physical. No, I think you're right. Yeah, because he doesn't make any mention of her ghostly presence. On a positive note, many of Rachel's siblings signed the petition for Rebecca Nurse to be spared. But don't let that positivity last long because Rachel's brother-in-law was John Buxton, a primary accuser who, along with Thomas Putnam, accused Nehemiah Abbott Jr., Edward Bishop Jr., Sarah Bishop, Mary Black, Mary English, Mary Esty, William Hobbs, Deliverance Hobbs, Sarah, and Sarah... <laughs> Sorry, I read, I read down a line. <laughs> and Sarah Wilds. Wow. What an a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this. Rachel's other brother-in-law, Robert Moulton, defended Rebecca Nurse, which I absolutely cannot translate to modern English, but maybe you can. Robert's brother was John Moulton, who married Elizabeth Corey, Giles's daughter. Ooh, interesting. Oh, Hold on. Who later filed for restitutions, which I truly hope were granted. What are, what are you trying to figure out here? Do you know who your congressman is? Uh, is the last name Moulton? It is Moulton. Seth Moulton. I was going to say, that sounds familiar. I know he's like a New England family. Huh. I guarantee, dude, at this point, they're right? all related. I mean... <laughs> So speaking of descendant, I guess that could mean that that Congressman Moulton is descended from these Moultons. So his grand, so he could be descended from Giles Corey. No, because the Moultons married into into the, after. Okay, yeah, yeah. But but yeah. So if if yeah they had kids, right? And it was a direct line. You should ask him. <laughs> um, next next time he's in town, I'll be like, hey, Congressman, real quick. Do you happen to know? Then, my ninth great-grand-aunt, 
by marriage was, oh, this one's a hard one, Bathsheba Pope, who was a primary accuser in the witch trials, specifically of Elizabeth and John Proctor, Rebecca Nurse, and Martha Corey. She loved to cause a ruckus at trials, as during the trial of Martha Corey, she first threw her muff and then threw her shoe at Martha, which struck her in the head. At Elizabeth Proctor's trial, she went into a violent fit, stating it was John Proctor afflicting her. <laughs> I love that she's like, she stars she's it out. censoring herself here. I'm just going to say the word. What a bitch. That's not what it says. It says B, star, 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 star. Fun fact, she was Benjamin Franklin's aunt. <laughs> Love this. My 10th great grand uncle is Judge Samuel Seawall. Whoa. Twice, by the way. See, there we go. Yeah, there was some second cousin marrying going on. (laughs) Later in his life, Seawall was the judge who regretted his role in the trials and called for a public day of prayer, fasting, and reparations. This doesn't take his actions back, but hey, it's something. Is Sewell the one? See, well, whatever. Or Saltonstall, who wears the horsehair shirt. I'm not sure. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. Okay. We'll look into it. Okay. Other interesting Salem connections include my 12th great-grandfather, John Putnam, the patriarch and first immigrant of all the Putnams, my 11th great-grandfather, Henry Birdsall, who was a full member and sexton, which is a keeper, of the Salem Meeting House and paid an annual salary of three pounds, five shillings to sweep it and keep it clean in the 1630s. That's so cool. Like, where did you find that? That is so interesting. Duties also included the ringing of the church bell to announce services and funerals. Some other names I have come across in my family tree that I am still researching. Oh, oh yes. Holy shit. Include... Sibley, Ingersoll, Hale, Osgood, Shattuck, Danforth, Foster, and Faulkner, which all probably ring a familiar bell. Just a bit. Are you kidding me? This is insane. Additionally, I have not one, not two, but three people executed for witchcraft in my family. I recently discovered my 10th great-grandparents were Joan and John Carrington, executed in the Connecticut witch trials, found guilty on March 6, 1651. They were the second ever to be executed for witchcraft in New England. John's indictment reads, you want to read this for me? Thou art indicted by the name of John Carrington of Weathersfield Carpenter, that not having the fear of God before thine eyes, thou hast entertained familiarity with Satan, the great enemy of God and mankind, and by his help has done works above the course of nature, according to the laws of God and the established laws of this commonwealth. Thou, thou, so close. You were so close. Thou, this commonwealth, thou, She's thou. It's not a thou. There's one thou's. Okay. Thou deservest to die. Thou deservest to die. That's a that's a great way to end that. Not great, but you know what I mean. Catchy. I love the the die spelling. Thou deservest. You're gonna. Thou deservest to die. Now, if you're still with me, we are. <laughs> God bless if you are. She says, "I will end on what I believe to be one of the most fascinating and little-known people involved in the witch trials, and that would be my tenth great-grandfather, Caleb Buffum." This does ring a bell. I feel like this came up recently, or maybe she told me about it. Can't remember. Oh nope, this is why. Because Hannah Pope was that Charles. Sorry, Charles Buffum. Are you thinking of the historian? Yeah. Is that a descendant? I don't know if it's, is that, is that, is that who I'm thinking of? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Ironically, Caleb's wife was Hannah Pope, whose brother was Joseph Pope, and his wife was Bathsheba Pope. Caleb was a Quaker and handyman who, according to family tradition, whoa, built the coffin of Rebecca Nurse and other victims. 
Additionally, he risked his life and reputation to help the families transport the bodies in secret. It is stated that he, quote, strongly opposed the witchcraft delusion and rendered all the help in his power to the sufferers, especially in assisting the relations to give those who were hung decent burial, which was done by stealth and at night. His land bordering on the North River gave him great facilities in this respect. He is said to have made coffins and carried them down to the river by night, as well as assisted in bringing the bodies from the hill where they were hung. It is so, this is back to Katie, it is so fascinating to know that eight, nine, and ten generations later, I am right where so many of my ancestors once were, possibly even on the same land where they lived and died, raised families, experienced unfathomable trauma, and inflicted trauma on others. It is important to understand that within our blood lies so many stories, stories of strength and stories of brokenness, stories of unimaginable pain and stories of unbridled joy. Which is why, for anyone listening who is interested in studying your genealogy, the most important place to start with is to learn the stories from your parents and grandparents while they are still here. These are the stories that need to be passed down to humanize ancestors and that no birth or death records can tell. Sarah and Jeffrey Thank you again for your wonderful podcast, for providing superb education, and for always honoring the victims and those who have been deeply oppressed, not only in their time, but in history. It is both exciting and disturbing that we are just now beginning to change how we speak of these people, which I believe brings honor to them. I am so happy to know there are people with the same respect for history as well as fascination and adoration for this wonderful little town of Salem, Massachusetts. Sincerely, Katie Rosado. Oof. Damn. That was epic. I I kind of hate people like that. I feel like she needs, what, you jealous? Are you a little jelly, Jeffrey? So Jeffrey's so- jelly. So I did my, I mean, I know my father comes from England, right? Cool. There's like a whole Lily England. There's a whole town and, and that sort of stuff. Um, you literally have a town and you're jealous. But it's not like, it's not like for, pro, it's just that that's common, right? Like it's just there. Um, there's no big like manor or lordship or house or, or any, really anyone of historical note, right? It's just like, oh, cool. There you go. You're like, yeah. oh. Okay, but when people can like have like all of this, and it's just it's it's fascinating. It's pretty cool. I feel like it's got to be impossible to not transport yourself back. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we talk about this history all the time. We're always researching Salem, and I find myself getting caught up centuries in the past. You know, just daydreaming about what it was like in Salem in the 1690s and to have those familial connections I can only imagine what that feels like yeah it is truly not just you know a cool piece of history but it's your history your family's history I don't even know anything about this one so I'm excited where'd you find isn't it email yeah interesting from Tess Hossman. Hello. Hello, Tess. Hi, Tess. Hope you're having a lovely day. I've been meaning to reach out to you as I've been listening to your podcast 24-7. Oh, wow. Thank you, Tess. Have us on as she sleeps. We're invading her subconscious. I like it. Yes. I'm a local. My family goes back to some of the first colonists. My mother's sides are Willards, so I've grown up hearing about my relation to John Willard, a victim of the Salem Witch Trials, as well as well as architect Solomon Willard and Reverend Samuel Willard. I was just listening to your episode, The Great Fire of 1914, and my ears perked up when you said the name of one of the people that perished, James Hossman. Hossman is my father's side, and our history is less talked about in the family. However, I know they've been around... Uh, the Cape Ann area for a long time. I've been trying to find resources that mention the names of those who died in the fire, but I can't find any. Your research is amazing, and I would love to chat about where you find your resources. I'm actually currently in training to be a guide 
uh, in the city. Name redacted. I'm just not going to mention their tour company. And I'm already changing the script as I'm a history fanatic and want to provide people with the most accurate information. Good for you. I hope we can talk more if you allow me to ask you some questions and learn from you. Thank what? You. This is really cool. I have <laughs> I have so many things in my head. First of all, A, I started to get chills. Like my whole body got chills when they said something about the, the Great Fire and how that might be their relative. That's just <laughs> weird. But then also, they're local. We could be passing them on the streets. I never know. Do you have a name on this? Yeah, Tess, right? <laughs> yeah, Tess. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Come say hi. There's a lot of guides out there. There are a lot of guides out there. More every day. Mm -hmm. You start culling. But yeah, uh, come say hi. Let us know. And uh, thanks for for your story. And that's really cool. It's like... Multiple connections. Yeah, multiple connections. Through the centuries. Yes. I didn't even think to trace like stuff back to other significant, you know, moments in time of Salem's history. Because we always talk about the trials first mm -hmm. and foremost. But you've got to remember, Salem's got all the Revolutionary War history. There's a good chance that a lot of people descended from the trials or from someone involved in the trials. If their family was here for another 100 years, they're probably likely also related to someone who may have uh, been the Revolutionary War. May uh, have partaken in Leslie's retreat, yeah. which would be so cool to find out. Yeah. Wow. Salem has a layered history. Thank you, Tess. And we'll see you on the streets. All right, we got one more. This is from Christy. Hey, my name is Christy. I'm from upstate New York. I saw your Instagram story about descendants and thought I'd share my story. It was actually your podcast that nudged me to want to go on Ancestry to see if I could be a descendant of someone from the witch trials. I love that. Like, she went on with that purpose. I haven't read this, so I'm assuming that's where it's going. But, like, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. But, like, she's like, I didn't find anything, but thanks. I'm gonna, <laughs> thanks for the suggestion and the disappointment. <laughs> That's what we're here for. <laughs> I have always been hardcore into Halloween and all things spooky. One day I realized that I didn't know much about the Salem Witch Trials. I started typing it into Spotify and your podcast popped up. I've been hooked ever since. Yeah. Yay for... History drugs. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I felt this tug in my soul towards Salem. Something inside me just knew there had to be a reason for me to be so in love with a city that I have never been to. I found that I am the niece of several accused that were held in jail. It took about five months for me to find that Sarah Osborne was my 11th great grand aunt on my father's side. Then it got super interesting. Jeffrey's making this face. He's, are you watching, waiting for my reaction? I'm trying not to read ahead. I did. I did. I read ahead. I just, it just popped out at me. Oh my God. So don't, okay. Ah, I'm so excited. Then it got to, do you want to record me? Oh, 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 okay. Okay. <laughs> we never do this. How do I look? Fantastic. Okay. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> we never do this. Um. Then it got super interesting. As I was researching my mother's side, it came up that my 12th great-grandfather was Reverend <laughs> Richard Mather. We haven't gotten a Mather yet. <laughs> As I am adding additional relatives for him, up pops Increase Mather and then Cotton Mather, listed as my first cousin 12 times removed. <laughs> <laughs> I love the next line. My first thought was, well, that's embarrassing. <laughs> so I have the Mather family on my mother's side and Sarah Osborne and a few other accused all on my father's side. And the fact that both sides of my family have literally been feuding for centuries made for a good laugh. Thank you for all that you do and for making someone like me feel more connected to her ancestors' home each week. I adore both of you and will definitely be taking your tours when I am able to finally visit. Much love, Christy. I just got chills. <laughs> oh I saw. Put it down. Put it down. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was like, da-da-da, and I just, Mather hit me, and I was like, I'm like, I need to see Sarah see this. So there you go. We haven't had a Mather yet. I don't know if I've ever met anyone related to Mather. 
Maybe, maybe one years ago, but it's hard. It makes me wish I would have taken a tally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to take out the book. Yeah. Be like, one for Osborne, one for Mother. Wow. Do, it, do it very dryly, of course. Of course. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much for that, Christy. Thank you to everyone who wrote in. These were fabulous. And if you are listening and you also have a descendant story that you did not write in, please send it along. Yeah. This we, can, is... we can do a, a minisode. We can do another one. We can yeah. just read it because. I think we should definitely keep doing this. It's everything I wanted and more. Thank you, guys. So I actually went on because uh, I hadn't been on my ante- <clears throat> I hadn't been on my ancestry app in a while, uh-huh. um, and I was like, and there were a couple updates, uh, so I got I pinged a couple great grandparents. Which so do you have like the DNA thing? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So when you when you say update, you mean like people are putting their DNA in, and then you're getting weird like chimey things, and it tells yeah, you yeah. you're related to this person or this. Per- okay, yeah, and. I got, like, one, two, like, my third great-grandfather up was all of a sudden, like, boom, 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 boom. There. And I was like, oh, cool. Huh. But it's, they're just people. You know, just like, but I'm like, man. <sighs> it's still cool, though. And after, like, reading all these, I'm like, I want, I want someone. See, that's when you got to get into, like, the old newspapers. Yeah. Like, my dad, as I said, he is a diehard uh, ancestry person, he not only puts together the trees, but he likes to, especially if he finds out someone was like in a war mm-hmm. or in a horrible death, mm-hmm. they'll usually be reported about in the newspapers. So he'll go and he'll try to search out their obituary okay. or any type of newspaper. There's a lot of, like, I have to pay for it, but there's a loads of newspaper clippings and signatures and there's some pictures mm-hmm. and stuff, which is cool, but it costs like extra. Yeah, you got to like, pay like a monthly fee yeah, or whatever. yeah. Yeah. Although it's weird, so my dad's side seems to have like filled out, and my mom's side is like pretty empty, which is weird because um, that should be more well known, but it's not. Didn't you say that there's like a town named after you? Yeah, I mean it's just like it's not uncommon. I guess it's, yeah, from where you're from. Yeah, it's it's a small town of Lily, England. Uh, there's and it's cool when when you visit. Um, there's like the Lily Arms and, you know, Lily Church. And, oh, sorry, no, no. It's St. Peter's Church in Lily, which is funny because my brother. We have a St. Peter's Church. <laughs> but my brother's Peter, so, you know, standing oh. outside St. Peter's Church oh. in Lily. You're like, oh, that's, that's, that's fun. That's fun. Um, but yeah, yeah. I remember one time we went and uh, it, was, it was me, my dad, and all uh, four of us. And we go to the pub and he pays with his card and the woman takes him. Sort of does like a double take. She's like, oh, it's like nothing special. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she definitely like. It's like, oh, is this someone of importance? <laughs> <laughs> How no, neat. No, it's just a small little town. But it's kind of cool. You can go to, you know. But no, 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 no royalty. No, no great whatevers. But my my dad was actually able to use Ancestry to discover to confirm, rather, that my great-grandfather, so his grandfather, had multiple families. So he actually discovered cousins, like first cousins, directly related to him um, through the DNA. They were able to confirm. And then, you know, you start asking questions. But back then, you know, you kept the skeletons in the closet. People, My my grandfather did the same thing. Yeah, they don't want, wait, like had multiple families? No, he had... And I'm going to screw part of this up because I can't remember. He uh, he was Jewish, which I guess my mom and her siblings had no idea. Uh, he'd been raised Jewish. He was he was Jewish, and he it's had an interesting thing to keep to yourself. He had left his family, like in some way, shape, or form, and I can't remember the specifics. But he didn't talk to them. I don't think he was, you know, and then. Unfortunately, he passed away when my mother was very, very young. She was in her early 20s. Mm-hmm. And his brother, like, turns up and is like, oh, by the way, I'm your uncle. This is, <clears throat> I'm your uncle. This is the rest of your family. That's bizarre. Yeah. After he died. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I can't, I, I, I haven't talked about it with my mom in ages. But, like, I mean, wait, wait ha, okay. 
Yeah. Cool. Pe- people back then, man. I mean, people still do that today. People still but do it today. It's yeah. a little easier to get a hold of people in yeah. today's world. Yeah. I also find it weird when things like that happened, right? Like today, it's very easy to source information. Back then, how did he learn that? How did he know that? How did who know what? The the uncle. So his brother. Oh, like that the, the uncle found yeah, him. Yeah, someone must have just seen the name in an obituary or like a neighbor or someone. And then it's not just like a, right? Because today you have wealth of information. Yeah, someone finds out and passes it along yeah, and passes yeah. it along and it gets mentioned casually. And it's like, oh, shoot, I should probably go uh, find those people. But then then how do you find them? It's just, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. Very weird. So don't, don't, don't keep secret families. I and, guess. Yeah, definitely don't. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my great grandpa ended up having three. How do you? So, men, right? But how do you? Not at once. Oh, oh in succession. Oh, oh, okay. But there are people who do it at once. That yeah. always blows my mind. Oh yeah. Yep. But ooh, in succession, that's wild. Yeah, maybe just got bored. <laughs> Sounds so bad, but I like don't know what else to. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Thanks. Check, check out your family trees, guys. Yeah, you never know what you're gonna find. Yeah. Could be related to a witch trial victim, a an accuser, a judge, a mather. You never know. But there are some people you won't be related to. I can't remember who they are off the top of my head. Or like people that left no one. Yeah. Yeah. Behind. Uh, Bridget Bishop. No, she had daughters. She had children. Who was it? We talked Unless about someone. Unless they didn't. Oh, I think, yeah, it's ringing a bell. We talked about it last year, remember? We talk about it so much. But remember, and then it came up and like, oh, wow, there's no descendant. I remember having that conversation. Same. Yeah. Vaguely. Eh, well, maybe someone's a diehard listener <laughs> and is <laughs> listening and well, can remember. Back in episode 17. Anyway. We hope you guys enjoyed this little roundup of descendant stories i know we did so again thank you guys thanks for writing in genuinely uh love hearing from you love it when you uh uh, tell us your stories and we can share that with you it's uh it's a privilege to share your history absolutely right and then it kind of gets woven into this this, history this whole history yeah yeah. the oral history that we are creating nailed it But other than that, thanks for listening. See you later.